Thanks for tuning in and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about. Pretty good. You know that that's already playing. Like Is it really? <laughs> I was, I'm like, that's got to be the delay. What is going on? What's <laughs> going on? Ladies and gentlemen, have you told everybody what this is about? No, that's okay. why. Like that in, the, the intro music was the way it was. Because why? Because we've become the mighty 300. We have achieved the mighty 300. Ladies and gentlemen, the show, same as it ever was, wants to thank each and every one of you that has liked our page. Uh, Finally, after months of programs, we finally got over 300 likes. Um, And to be honest with you, it was actually really cool. I kind of felt bad because all of a sudden I realized all of these folks that I had obviously never sent invites out. And I guess I was hoping that they had seen things on my Facebook or something. Um, But I shot out invites to a ton of people. And all of a sudden it was just people started liking the page and commenting and asking how they can, how they can participate and the whole nine yards. By the way, thanks for the invite. (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to invite you. (laughs) <laughs> no, I got one from you. You did? I thought I deliberately skipped over you. Because I'm like going down the list and I was like, and there are certain people I'm like, I'm not going to send an invite to this person because I know they have no interest in something like this, you know? Um, I'm ter- I will say, it's kind of funny when you talk about Facebook because, you know, you have folks who do like these Facebook purges and yeah. they're like, okay, I'm doing my annual purge and I'm getting rid of all these people and if you don't hear from me again, then we're not friends or something, you know, to that effect. I've never done it. I've never gone through like my friend list and been like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, and, like, I, just, I, I haven't done that either. I just, I mean, I there's all these people on there. And once in a great while, I'll, for whatever reason, kind of like this whole thing, like we're talking about for the show, um, you know, I'll I'll go through like it's sort of a mass invite thing and I'll come across these people that are in my list and I'm like, oh man, like I like people that I haven't talked to in like ten years. And I know yeah. they're and I know they're on my friend list, but we all know how the whole Facebook thing works in terms of what you see and it's all based on these algorithms or whatever. And they probably just don't ever see anything that I post. Because they just, whatever, they've moved on with their lives and they're not interested. <laughs> oh, no, I, I felt bad that um, we had, so she's like family, right? And yeah. uh, and we had just assumed that she saw the post about the baby being born. <laughs> and we had asked her, she was on the list to come over and watch the kids, you know? So like, hey, can you come over? She's like, oh, yeah, sure. And uh, we the baby, she's like, 
Oh, you have a new baby. Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> then was like she the fate, and then started like like, oh my god, like you know, and you may be wondering like, oh, texting like, well, sending you text or stuff. It's like because we for so many people to do that with. When you when you have a, especially from my side of the family, have so many family members like trying to get the word out and stuff. But then you do rely like on Facebook or Instagram to get the word out to some people. You know what I mean? And and it just, you just and assume. It, yep, exactly. And it doesn't always people work. are watching it. Yeah, like yeah. It, I mean, just because you put something on there doesn't mean everybody sees it. Because if they're not clicking on your stuff like on a regular basis or liking it, or I mean, if they're just scrolling past all your stuff. Um, which I think a lot of people probably do with mine. <laughs> well, you, first of all, I think the last time I really paid attention to uh, how many people liked our page, yeah. uh, we were like in the night, we were almost to a hundred. Okay. So the, the 300, man, that snuck up on us. That did. I mean, and that's, I think that, cause I remember, I remember a long time ago, uh, we were talking about, oh man, you know, like. Uh, you know, when we finally get to 300, we have to celebrate or whatever. And it really did seem like that was going to be a long way off. And I mean, in a sense, I guess it was. But um, I, again, it's it's one of those things where I, I, it's like I have said so many times on this show, and I have said to you know family and friends, I, I have a really hard time managing or understanding how to make all of this work. And I, 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 I know that there are people out there who are far, far more adept at understanding how to utilize the tools of social media to get the message out about things. And I very honestly, I don't, I don't fully understand all of the ins and outs of, of making that happen. Um, so I, like I say, just uh, going on, going on our page and every once in a while I'd go on there and there's analytics and all these things. And uh, I, I mean, I guess in, in the, in a sense, we've done pretty well considering the fact we that don't, we don't try hard. <laughs> we don't. I mean, we really don't. That's the honest God truth. We, we're not putting a ton of money in this or investing all of this you know, whatever into this and trying to promote it and once in a while we will and you see a little bump and and you can see that more people have seen it and that's cool but this is a this is not something that we've been shelling out a ton of cash for or really getting serious about and I mean, obviously you it, it makes me wonder you see these people who do have these podcasts that are very successful and they have a large following. And I'm one, I have to, I can't help but wonder what are these people, what are they putting into this? Oh, what are that, they putting that, in? Um, one of this guy that I know, 2020, mm -hmm. he brought on some people that are kind of foot arenas where there was baseball or promotion and he got a guy that used to write for major league baseball and then you know he streams every night except for saturday and sunday so he streams five days out of the week and uh 
they 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 always come up with these like hashtags and like hey we have some pretty big news well they're now starting a podcast called pretty big news okay and it's with the artist and with the guy that used to write for matt matt costello yeah and um what's going on is like they bought the full you know it's going to do video the full thing man like they have two of them they each have computers in front of each other you know uh the whole podcast like they went online to like Sweetwater and bought the podcast thing spent thousands of dollars on that sure so equipment wise I know they spent some money yeah which obviously we have done none of that where I mean this this entire thing for folks who for folks who've who've never done it and again i had never done anything like this before we put this program together um i know from talking to some people who have done it before and are much more intimately familiar with it you really can put a lot of money into this if you want to to get it going like you say the microphones and the computers and all of this stuff we chose a platform to be able to do this, which we literally can do on our phones. Yep. I'm running off of my iPhone and a pair of these silly, you know, the white AirPods phone, uh, headphone yeah. earbud things. Uh, and that's it. That, that's I mean, I would have had the phone anyway. It's not as if I bought the phone for the podcast. I mean, that we just, it was a matter of picking. And I know that there are certain benefits and drawbacks. Obviously, this is an inexpensive way to go. Obviously, for folks who are interested in something that is a little bit more interactive, I, the, the extent of our, um, the extent of our interactive nature with the show really is just uh, text message that's right. destiny. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. I, people can't, I mean, we don't, we don't accept, we're not accepting incoming calls and responding to questions and that, uh, Technical issues all the time. <laughs> what just like right now? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, so we deal with technical issues all the time. As soon as I said that, we had a technical issue. I know. <laughs> it's like, did I just get kicked it's, off the show? Like it's, <laughs> it's because I, I I I mentioned Anchor's name in our last show, and and uh, now now they're uh, they're listening in. <laughs> Oh, uh, they don't like that. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, just don't mention our name. Yeah. Um, don't mention. Yeah, but, you know, and it's it's content, right? Like, you know, everything's got to start from somewhere. But at the end of the day, you know. At the end of the day. We, we've, we've got at least 20 or 30 people listening to the show. Uh, every show. <laughs> which is... <laughs> Which is surprising, you know, it, dude, I love it. Like, uh, somebody you had invited re- like talked about, like, I never knew that about the military and, you know, I was like, yeah, it's, you know, so cool that you're like, you're asking questions. You, you listened. <laughs> right. Yeah. That you, you're right. That you're actually checking it out. And, and 
again, we were, this is episode 38. 38. Uh, and like you say, there are people that I invited who had never listened to the show before. And they're like, man, I got to go, ba- I got to go back to episode one and, and, and check it out. I, you know, I've got some, some friends who listen all the time. They actually, they claim that they use the, uh, they use the show as their, as their commuter, uh, their commuter show. So when they're actually riding to work and, and doing all their stuff, uh, this is what they're listening to. I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, man. So yeah, that's pretty good. We can't say thank you anything. enough. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, is that so, I know there are folks out there who do listen to the show on a regular basis that we have not heralded yet. The legendary text message of destiny. We're going to get to you. I promise. <laughs> We're going to get to you. So much. It's, it's as dangerous as as being on a live stage and asking someone, "Hey, come up and sing." You, you never know what they're going to do on the microphone. That is true. <laughs> that is true. You don't. And, and, and I will say, I mean, most of the folks who've, uh, I'd say, all of the folks that have ever come on the program and 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 been a part of you know a part of what we're doing have seemed to really enjoy it. <laughs> And uh, at least I think they do. <laughs> at least I hope they do. I don't know. I've, but... I haven't gotten any, uh, any texts of like, when am I going to be on again? So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I, I have to say that uh, there, there are, I, I know that Nace really enjoys coming on the program. <laughs> Nacho really loves it. And, uh, I think it was. I think it was honestly after that very first time that he came on the show, he was right away. He was like, "Oh, I can't wait to do that again." <laughs> very well, very well. Brush up on your sports, right? <laughs> and then we designated him. You're we like, "You're you're the sports guy, dude." <laughs> He's okay. Okay. Whatever I really, you say. I really only like one team, and they suck. But I'll be but like. I- <laughs> That'll be the sport. Although he is, he is knowledgeable. He is knowledgeable. Because we're 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 assembling a, a, a Ron Burgundy esque weather like news team. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's what we're doing. Wham <laughs> man. <laughs> right. We have to get like we have the sports guy, and then we'll have to have the weather guy. The guy about Ooh. town. Yes. <laughs> somebody who's we have to have that's, somebody that we know. What's his name? To, Ron Fantana. Is that his yeah. name? The guy with the, with the with all the colognes. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, that would be we'd we'd have to find somebody. We'd have to find somebody that uh, somebody we know, who uh, we know is super social, is out and about. Is is, is I don't know. It's almost like I could almost think that I'd. I'd Actually, you know, you know who would be. Uh, well, yeah, you know, but we have to get the least social person, and we make them go outside. And we make them go do things. <laughs> we make them go do, like, hey that's man, you start, you're gonna go out, start, and we want pictures. We're gonna post them on the page. You need to, you need to let us know when you're there. This is when the show's happening because we're gonna call you, and you have to tell us what's happening. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome, dude. If we could actually find somebody 
but it's somebody who has as it's somebody who has like as little going on <laughs> on the Mondays and Thursday afternoons yeah. as we do. <laughs> like somebody who's like, oh man, I got to cut out of work. Why well, you got to cut out of work? There's this podcast, and if I don't go do the things these guys tell me to do, they won't they they won't put me on the show. <laughs> They've I've received a mission for the week. Oh my goodness, that would be ridiculous. So let's see, first three hundred shows. Uh, I would say that you have considerably cut down the amount of you knows. In, well, in I, I mean, since since everybody beat me over the head about it and made me feel like a freaking <laughs> ignoramus, <laughs> I don't they say I know, so, I say those you know. <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, all right. Uh, the other one was my friend Sarah from uh, grew up in Brunswick with her here. She graduated the year after I did. Um, she actually lives out in California, has lived out there for years, has an amazing voice, uh, ended up, I think she went to school for musical theater and, uh, lived in New York for a while. Uh, what is it? The blue note in, uh, in New York city. Yeah. Is that the, the jazz club there? I mean, there's a bunch of them. Vanguard, the blue note. Uh, there's, there's quite a few. Yeah, the, I think she was like a hostess or something at the Blue Note years and years ago. Uh, so she lived in New York City. And anyway, she listens to the show all the time. She loves it. She's constantly, again, she's she's one of the folks who's like, when are you guys going to get me on the show? When are you getting me on the show? And uh, she texted me the other day. She was like, oh, I love the show. But I'm going to get, she's like, this is my gift to you. You need to stop saying, um. She's like, it absolutely drives me crazy. I want to pull my hair out. You need to stop saying it so much. Of course, now again, here I am. Uh, did I just say, um, uh, did I just say, um, no ums, no you knows. We're refining. No this. fun. No fun. <laughs> no light. No music. We gotta, we gotta be able to have, we gotta be able to have, you know, another competition. See, they, see now, now I'm saying, you know, God dang oh, it. see, it's infectious. Oh, I've, I've always said that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just not a hundred. Yeah, but nobody ever said anything about you saying it, Jeremy. Just not 140. What was it? 147. It was like 147. Yeah. And, and an hour and six minutes. So <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Don't minimize me. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, let's don't minimize me, JB. You can't do 140. You, you can't do something you can't 147 do it. times in your fucking life. I don't care what it is. Oh my you god! You do 100 something 147 times. You you show uh, me. Do one freaking thing. One thing. One, 147 one, times. for once. For once in your life, before you squandered it, you robot. <laughs> For anybody who, for I know, I know the folks out there that are tenacious D fans who just got that got that reference. Before you squandered it, you robots! Oh my goodness, just just ridiculous. I was having a conversation with somebody just the other day about tenacious D. We and I we were talking about him. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about it. But I was I was at work and somebody was it was I was this 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 guy I work with. Uh, he had never seen, he had seen the pick of destiny. Okay. The movie that Tenacious D did, yeah. 
but he had never seen any of the original episodes of Tenacious D from Mr. Show. Right. That used to be on HBO, the original episodes. I was like, dude, if you really, and I, 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 the movie is funny. You have to see these original episodes because they are ridiculous. Right. Cause once you get like, producers and stuff involved exactly it is the that's exactly the point it it, once you get all of these people who are all like okay well we got to work on a script and blah 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 whatever i mean when you look at those original episodes it is straight up kyle gas and jack black doing exactly what they want just freestyling just freestyling like and coming up with the most ridiculous ideas the, the 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 episode of road gig when the guy who owns the open mic night tells them that he's got another gig for them because his brother's opened a bar and he wants some of his open micers and they're totally excited because now they think they're on like a world tour but the bar that is the guy's brother owns is literally just like on the other side of town <laughs> but as far as as far as Kyle and Jack are concerned, they're like world tour, <laughs> and they end up in they end up at Jesus Ranch. It's it, just ridiculous. It is absolutely stupid. But well, to some people that that is man, you know. It's uh, well, yeah. Think, no, think, that is. Think about that. That is the truth. Think about the first paid gig that you ever did. Let me. Oh yeah. Yep. You're like we got money to do this. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's like. What is what is that thing with the Blues Brothers? They got paid, but then they spent all the they they didn't actually make any money because yeah. they charged them for all the beer they drank. It's like, uh, so uh, you guys got paid three hundred dollars and you drank four hundred dollars worth of beer, <laughs> right. so you owe me a hundred dollars. And it's like, right. and then it's like, well, the barmaid at front gave us the first three uh, on the house, so we kind of figured he's like, oh no, no, you owe me money for that beer. <laughs> That's straight up something that would be out of like that. Would, that's totally something that would be out of out of uh, like Great White North. That'd be out of uh, like like Beer Fest, the McKenzie Brothers or something. Oh my god! Well, we're gonna play, that, 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 yeah. We'll play another hour here just to pay for the beer. Right. Exactly. Hey, uh, that's but, cool. We're, we're gonna we're gonna set back up and play for another hour. Oh, dude, it's it's like like I say, it's like it's like something out of Strange Brew. Like something out of Strange Brew, where they they talk the the McKenzie brothers are talking about how they figured out this way to get free beer, and and it's to to get a bottle of beer and to stick a mouse in it and go back to the distribution center and show the people the bottle with the mouse in it and tell them that that when they bought this when they bought the beer they were at a party they, and they try to pull this whole thing off but they're just ridiculous they're like so we we were at a party eh and uh. This friend of ours, uh, and he's a cop. <laughs> he had he found a bottle of beer with the mouse, and he said that if we came back here, uh, we'd get free beer. <laughs> it's like the guy behind the counter is like, "What? <laughs> You've got to be like, get out, get out!" Just freaking ridiculous. Elsnore, Elsnore beer. So I'm wondering if. Anybody has actually ever made a beer and actually named it Elsnore beer, like from Strange Brew. 
Elsnore. I don't think so. Dude, someone has to have done that. There's no way. There's no way with all of the beers out there and as as legendary of a film as that is that You know some... how, you know how I can check? I can check right now. Are you going to use the internet? Are you going to Google? Yeah. Googling gonna... is a Googling is a verb. No. I'm going to I'm going to use untapped. Ooh. How, how how would you spell that? Ooh. Um untapped? No, no, Elsnore. Oh. Uh, E L S I N O R E. I think that's how they E-L- spell it. Elsnore. E L S I. I. Yep. N O R E. I believe that's what it is. They did. They did. There's uh, Brewski. Uh, of course, of course. Mad, Mad Tree Brewing. Oh, so there's a bunch of them. Oh yeah, there's tons of them. Really. Yeah. See, they all know. They're they they're know. making business. They've got to know. The yeah, highest, the highest rating one, is from. Oh, this is in Florida, Dunedin. Oh wait, four of. Nope, Mick Mick Miniman's. It's a cream ale. That one. Uh, I don't know, but it's got a. How many people have had this beer? Thirty-one check-ins week. Okay, so the Dunedin one. That's in Florida. Oh, they've only had. If you were going to make okay, let me, let me ask you a question. If you were going to make a beer, uh, uh, by the way, gonna... I'm drinking a special beer because of the 300. By the way, are you? Oh yeah, I opened uh, up a special beer. I already made a cocktail. I should be having a single malt. I yeah. should be. No pressure, but perhaps, I'm just saying that I, I felt like for episode 38 and having 300, like open a special beer. So what did you open? Um, it, it's from a local brewery called The Vale. The Vale, I like. And uh, it's a the base. It was it was it was brewed. The beer was brewed in apple brandy barrels. Oh boy! And it's got vanilla uh, and maple. Oh boy! And it's about thirteen percent. What? Yeah. Holy mackerel! That's but a they, whole other—that's a yeah. whole other creation, man. Are you sure and that's beer? It is. Oh, it's yeah. It's a oh, stout. It's, oh, indeed, it is beer. I can affirm <laughs> to you, with all of my beerly knowledge, that I it can is attest. A beer, I can attest it to its, its its genuine nature. No, oh, it's yummy so, though. So, huh? so yeah, oh yeah. So you're asking, you know, what kind of a beer? If you were going to make a beer. And you were going to name it Elsnore, and you knew that the name of Elsnore was from this idea of these two y- local yokel brothers who live with their parents in Canada. They live in like outside of Toronto or something. It was, they don't work. All they do is spend their time chasing down ways to find out how to f- get free beer. What kind of beer do you think it is that, that, that Elsnore would be? Oh, it's a Pilsner. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a, yeah, dude. Like, that's the working man. Like, yes. Yeah, it's a Pilsner. Yep. That, that's what you're going to make. A, now, this is a, now, this is another fair question, I believe. Uh, Budweiser. It's a lager. How is that a lager? I always thought that Budweiser was a Pilsner. It's a lager. I, God, I don't know. I don't even... 
I thought I always remembered being a kid and them always talking about that it was a that it was a, a, like an American Pilsner or something. Was it always considered a lager? So I think it's it's kind of like I'm confusing this with another major brewery because I mean, I mean I re- I remember. I remember my because my father was a devout for years and years. My father was a devout Budweiser drinker, and I remember he he absolutely thought that anybody anybody that drank uh, Miller High Life that like there was something wrong with them. He thought that it was so bougie that it was so bougie to drink Miller High Life the high life that it was the champagne of beers you know that it was honestly i think in his mind it was really like what are you you're too good like you're too good to drink budweiser yeah well but high life is a lager right but i think i think a lot of that for my dad i think a lot of that just purely came down to marketing it came down to how it was marketed back in the day and again for folks who can remember? And if you are too young to remember, uh, there was a time, man, when your options when it came to beer were very limited. Very limited. Unless you were going to someplace special. I mean, when you went into the store to buy beer, uh, gosh, I mean, like I say, I mean, you had the standards. You know, you had the standards. You had Budweiser and you had Miller. Uh, Miller eventually came out with Miller Light instead of Miller, uh, you know, Miller High Life. Um, and I do like I remember coming up here like when we when I was a kid and we moved up north from Virginia and all of a sudden my father started sort of dabbling in a couple different beers that at the time were sort of like, ooh, they were like almost like exotic, like Labatt's. Like Labatt. Labatt. Imagine that, dude. Imagine imagine considering Labatt's or Molson as like, ooh, that's different. What is that? That's something unusual. Purely because it wasn't a mass-produced American beer. Um, I remember my father well, for a while. My father used I, to... Go ahead. Te- uh, well, but technically, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like, I think that it's kind of like a uh, Pilsner is kind of a, um, is another way to say lager. I think it's lager is a general term. And then, okay. then Pilsner's a style. Hmm. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Cause you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to, I actually went to and toured in Germany, the Bitburger. Have you ever had a Bitburger? No. Bitburger is a German beer. It's kind of like, uh, very like Budweiser of of Germany. It's just called Bitburger. Okay. And it was a Pilsner, and I remember going through that thing, and I, and I was like, I said it tastes like. Well, I I kind of got them mad at me, and I said this kind of tastes like like a uh, Budweiser, and they're like, it's not Budweiser. It's, it's not Budweiser. It is not Budweiser. <laughs> it's Bitburger. It's Bitburger. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. nine. Nine. And then I think that's when they, I remember them telling me, well, it's a lager. But then it says Pilsner. And then the men in the black uniforms came out and dragged you away and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> beat you Cut in an off. alley. 
beat Panama. you in an alley. <laughs> well, the cool the cool thing was was that oh, it's, a, it's a type of pale lager. There you go. That was a good play. Good word there, JB. Pilsner is a type of pale lager, and it takes its name from the Czech city of Pilsen, Pilsen, where it was first produced in 1842 by Bavarian brewer Josef Grohl. There we go. There you go. We learned something. I didn't even know. You know why? The factotum learned it today. You know what it is? It's it's the whole thing on... um... Like what's that? What's that movie uh, with the beer Olympics, beer oh, fest, beer, beer fest, fest? Yeah, and I'm what drinking. A ridiculous and I film, a, dude. I'm drinking, and I remember that factoid. Factoid from my <laughs> from you my rem- tour, uh, Bitburger. <laughs> <laughs> mm, it it's tastes true. a bit. It tastes a bit like a Budweiser. <laughs> no, it's a like, Bitburger. Nine. Hey, one of the so and since we're talking about beer, this is the Brewfest uh, episode, I guess. Uh, yeah, um, right. So I will tell you that I I never drank up until the day I like my graduation day from high school, and my brothers were like, "Well, what do you want to drink?" And I didn't, I had no idea, so I was kind of just looking around the room, like vodka, and they're like, "And what?" And seven up. All right. So I drank that all night, right? Yeah. Uh, it did not turn out well. No, well, it usually doesn't when you're young. So then when I go to college, first of all, uh, I started college at the age of 17. Right. Yep. So that sucked. Sure. Because I, could, I couldn't even get into, like, in summer, I had to be there in August for band camp. Yes, band camp. Shut the fuck up, everybody. <laughs> It's a thing at University of Missouri, and I couldn't even get into the 18 and up clubs. Oh, yeah. Like, how sad is that? No, that's tough. That is tough. At least for the first two weeks, and then I turned 18. Yeah. So, um, but uh, when I joined, like, the band, I joined the band fraternity, Kappa Kappa Psi. Well, one of them, you know, people say, find me off or whatever. Um, Right. And talk about drinking. Uh, the band had it worked out that on home games, we would go take our instruments and play all the, the, the fight songs yep. on Thursday before the Saturday game. And in return, and we did that every home game. We went to like five bars and played. And the right. last one was like, we just stayed at the club all night dancing, whatever. And like our horns are on the bar, you know. Right. Um, but in return for doing that, uh, then the bars would give us a keg of beer for everyone we did. Holy mackerel. So we had eight kegs. We had 40 kegs. Damn. One, one football season. So Ugh. after the home, well, yeah, but you, you're talking about a band that had like 300 people in it. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, so after the games, you know, the older, the juniors and seniors, they would rotate whose house the party was at. And we would just do two kegs, right? Mm-hmm. And then every once we got through those two kegs, it's about the first two hours, uh, then we would buck up and go get another one, whatever. But the math doesn't add up, right? That's 16 kegs. Right. 
Well, we would stockpile the kegs with the, with the with the places because every year we had the beer Olympics. Oh my gosh! What yep. is that? What is this? Um, what is this so entail? You would, yeah, uh, you would get teams, and there were ten events, and several depending on how many people signed up and who they invited. Um, you know, you had the person that was the anchor man that did like the, the the one gallon beer chug. Did you have somebody named Ogre? No, we didn't. God we're the, dang, dude! We're, we're the band, dude. Come we, on, you gotta. Uh, Ogre did you have, does not uh, exist in the did, band. Did you have uh, Did you have Poindexter? He played <laughs> yeah. violin. Yeah. yeah. You did? No. We, we definitely had a couple of boogers. Awesome, dude. We definitely Ogre? had a couple of boogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but. Oh man, he plays a mean guitar. He plays a mean guitar. But that booger. Like I think that like one of a one of the like it was like a a relay race, right? But there were definitely right. there were several rounds, and we would go. We rent out this this warehouse, you know. And yeah. you'd be in the beer Olympic team, man. You had your own team, ten people, um, and and some people like one of them was like they had a bowl full of beer, but you had to suck it out of one of those like uh, swirly straws, you know, oh, the yeah. crazy straws. Yeah, dude, that I mean that takes a that'll while. jack you up. Yeah, that will jack you up. You know what I mean? Uh, one of them was a a vase like you would use for like flowers. Right. And that's the thing where when you're drinking it, you'd have to turn it in a circle. That way it would all come it's out. It's like Das Boot. Yeah, it was like the boot. It, yep. And that boot yep. thing's a thing. But the, like, the for real. The 64-ounce beer chug, man. Oh, God, It was no. two 32-ounce two uh, mugs of beer that you the last person had to, like, chug down. And it's just the worst. That's just the worst. I mean, you can break. You can like. It's it's amazing how extravagant you can get with that kind of thing. College. Well, I, but it's. I mean, <laughs> it's college. I mean, but it's not even. Just, it's just being young. It's just being young, and I mean, you know as you know as well as I do that there's 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 twenty one, twenty two year old. I'm not even that old. I mean, nineteen, eighteen year olds that are out there getting a ton of beer somehow and finding someplace. I mean, I know when I was growing up, man, it was just a simple matter of finding a field somewhere. That's all it was. It was, oh, you know, somehow somebody found out that, hey, you know, we're going to go over by, we're going to go to the blueberry fields. We're going to go to the blueberry fields or we're going to go over by uh, Kirkers, wherever, you know, they're going to have this big field over there. And there's party at the moon tower. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, dude, that movie, I swear to God, that film was one of those movies. I, I, and I think, I, I think I would say that the vast majority of people that ever really saw the film and enjoyed it, the reason they enjoyed it was because every damn one of the characters in that film, you were like, and he's that guy and she's that girl. Like everybody in the film, you could identify someone that you knew who was that character in your life growing oh, yeah. up in, uh, in and, high you know, school, they, out of a, high school, whatever. Between that, Breakfast Club, like you could go through yes. all the t- 
the growing up, all the way through Can't Hardly Wait. That one is more like my wife's age. I don't think um, I know that one. It's more like my wife's time frame. Okay. Because I'm, I'm uh, almost five years older than her, so. Okay. Yeah, it's just, but you know what I mean. It, it's, seeing that film, again, I mean, did we used to, we used to go out to, there was a, there was a big field that was here in town, and there was a, it was, there was a big sand pit that was over there that was owned by this construction company here uh, in town called Crookers, and in the middle of this field, there was a, this is back when the Naval Air Station was still operational here yeah. in Brunswick. Yeah. And they had, they had a weather station, some sort of weather facility thing that was out there in the middle of this field. And hey man, it's like, it would be one of those situations where it would be, it'd be late fall and sort of right between football season and basketball season. And somehow somebody, and this is back at a time I can't even imagine now. I mean, I think about these kids now who are high school age. Imagine being in high school right now and trying to find a keg. I, I think it's super easy. You think that? <laughs> is? Really? Yeah, because there's so many... The, the amount of... There was no such thing as a fucking brewery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, like when we were growing up, people there weren't microbreweries, at least in the South. You know, like, there was yeah, nothing. Well, I mean, they weren't up here either, but I'm just saying that it was one of the, I, I just, I have a feeling, at least being here, that it would be a lot, unless you could find somebody, because of course, this is how that stuff was happening back then anyway. I mean, maybe it hasn't changed that much. Or a brother. Well, that's what I'm saying. See, that's exactly. what scares me, it's, if they ever get smart, and if you're listening to this, uh, when you're older, like Gabby, you know, Joaquin is 15 years older than Gabby, or 10 years older than Gabby. And Tristan, you know what I mean? So like, yep. or even Mateo, Mateo would be the one that would be, would do it. Like he'll be well, 21 and Gabby will be like 15. You know how you <laughs> circum, you know how you, you know how you short circuit that, right? I'm, you, I'm do, do you know, you're, you're waiting, you buy it and you keep them home. Yeah. Well, and see, that was the biggest challenge for me is that. I had a bunch of friends in high school that were drinking during high school right. and I opted not to do that. Right. So then when I went to college, it was like, I went fucking insane, like extremely insane. Like, sure, yeah. Um, and through in my, my college girlfriend, you know, she, her parents owned a winery and right. she had grown up around, you know, drinking all the time. It wasn't, a, it was, a, it wasn't a, a big deal to her. Right. And so it was kind of like I was trying to play catch up. And the same thing, like in Europe, you know, like they have kids uh, that you know, the kids, when they're like 10 years old, start drinking table wine. Dude, we do. I, and that maybe not that young. I mean, that's pretty young. But I mean, for for our daughters. I mean, when they were high school age, whatever, I mean, we're we're hanging out, having drinks, whatever. We'd let them have something. I mean, and they and they they spent the vast majority of their time at home. Very rarely were they just out and about gallivanting around. And I mean, of course, they did that stuff too. That every kid does. But 
I don't think it was very, and of course, you know, this is my father's, you know, me as the dad, this is the, the visor I'm wearing, you know, whatever that's, <laughs> because this is the reality. And I, I, and I, I had, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because as parents, we, th- we think we know who our kids are. We think we know who our kids are, but then you remember being a kid and how, and how as a young person, when it comes to your parents, there's only so much that you reveal to them about yourself. And then there's this other part of you that you don't reveal to them because you're afraid of judgment or they wouldn't understand. And that's just part of, I feel like that's a part of adolescence. That's just a part of, of being young. Um, because I don't, dude, again, I grew up in a house. It was like my parents never, they never, they never let me just hang out and, and drink in the house. Yeah. Um, I can remember my brother. I think, I think when he was probably 16, something like that, like my father would be like, oh, if you want a beer, go ahead and grab a beer, whatever. Now, that's not to say that when they weren't home, because we had times, dude. Actually, no, 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 no. I, I have to backtrack real quick. Because we did have an experience, and I think I've talked about it on the show before. We did have an experience where we had, I was in the high school musical, and we decided that we were going to have like a cast party after the opening night or whatever. And my parents knew that everybody was going to be drinking or whatever. And my parents had been like, well, if you're going to do this thing, we'd rather that you do it here at the house then out in a field somewhere and then people are like driving around drunk or whatever. You could have people over here and they will just take their keys and they have to understand that if they're coming here and they're drinking, they have to stay. And yeah. it got, it got, yep. it got way out of control. Uh, you know, kids, you know, getting really, really hammered. And uh, my parents, I, I know my parents very quickly regretted that they were like oh man this was a bad idea and like a week after a like a week after this whole thing uh my parents my my parents get a phone call from the police department and they're like you need to come down here and talk to us so i go with my mother down to the the police department and come to find out that there was this girl who had been at the been at the party and was claiming that some dude had forced himself on her in someone else's car out in front of my parents' house. And um, so they had this dude's car there. They're doing all this forensic stuff, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, it was bad. And of course, now all of a sudden, because like they were going to charge my parents with like contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And... Uh, they decided fi- the girl finally, thankfully, came clean and admitted that whatever had happened between her and this guy in this other person's car was t- was consensual. That he had not forced her to do anything. It was basically because she went home and got nabbed by her parents about yeah. it. And when they confronted her, her automatic knee jerk reaction was like, "I didn't want to do it. He made me do it." And they and her parents went right down that rabbit hole. They were like, we're calling the cops. We got to let somebody know. And it was like, dude. Like, and any parent would do that. 
Of course. Yeah, of course. No, absolutely. Your daughter tells you that some guy did this to her. Obviously, boom, dude, we need to we need to take action. Um, But thankfully, she came to her senses and was like, listen, that's not really what happened. I think when the gravity of those type of allegations came to to light for her when she realized that, I mean, this guy that she was out, you know, leveling its allegation against, it was going to ruin his life. Uh, she was like, okay, I just got to tell you what really happened. Short of the long, long of the short, whatever. Uh, the only way my parents got out of, because the, the, the town didn't give, the town didn't give a shit. As far as they were concerned, my parents were still guilty of doing this. You, yep. you let these kids come to your house and, and get all jacked up, whatever. The court um, of opinion. Oh, yeah. And the only way that my parents got out of a huge jam with that was uh, they made a deal with the town that they had, to write an, they had to write a letter to the editor of the local paper and tell everybody in town what they did. Wow. Scarlet letter type. Uh, yep. Wow. They had to write a whole letter. You and, fucking and, Mainers. Dude, it was crazy because the court contacted the local paper here and the local the local paper agreed to publish that letter on the front page. Wow. Yep. And it was like we did this and this is what happened and we regret it and we're so sorry. And blah, blah, let this be a lesson to every, all the other parents around, blah, blah, blah. And the, the other side of it that was tied in was if I ever got in trouble for an alcohol-related incident again before I was 21, they said that they could pull those charges back out and blast my parents with them. Well, guess who's back? Guess who's <laughs> back now? Ready to get vengeance. And your brother's running for uh, council, right? Yeah, he for uh, what is it for the school board or whatever it is, like in the next town over. Dude, if I, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run against him and bring that story up. <laughs> you know what his brother did? His parents? Do you know the home? It's in their blood. It's in their, it's blood. In their blood. I don't care how he was raised. It's in his blood. <laughs> I don't care how nice you think he is. I don't care what kind of coffee he drinks. That it's, bastard. It's genetic. It's, it's gonna genetic. come out. It's gonna come out. The I don't care what kind out. of nonprofit he runs. <laughs> I don't care if his son won the state championship. But you know, we like, but we like right. him, right? But, but we, we like him, right? But it's it really it was one of the, it, it. I feel like I feel like it was one of those experiences that, unfortunately for my parents. Uh, it was one of those things where as a parent, you know, you think that you're doing the right thing. You, th- you really do. You think you're doing the right thing because you know, at, at least based on their experience. And these are people who, I mean, my parent, my parents at that point had been raising kids for 30 plus years, 30 plus years. And they know what teenagers will get into. They know that, I mean, kids, kids are going to do, you can't just lock your kids away. No. Nope. If, if your kids get an idea in their head that they're going to go do this thing, 
there's very little that you could do to re- realistically keep them from doing it. They're going to do it. That all you can do is say, hey, just do me a favor. Don't get in trouble. Don't get the cops involved. Be safe. You know, whatever. Don't hold uh, my hand to the fire. Seriously. And there they are in that moment trying to do what they thought was the, the responsible thing. Because the alternative was, well, then I just sit here with blinders on and I pretend like it's not going to happen. But I know damn well that these kids are all going to end up at a field by Crookers with a keg of beer and they're all going to be getting hammered and driving off all around town. Would you rather have (laughs) that? See, you know what my response would have been if I had to write the letter? I'd, I'd start off by saying every parent that I that this letter is is going to be addressed to you and you know who you are right has had the opportunity in your child's lifetime to put them in the situation of being in a candy store and yeah. you you have to be able to trust that they're not going to steal candy right and based on their upbringing they will make the right or they will make the wrong decisions. And that is what this letter is about. This letter is about your children making the right or making the wrong decision. Now, as a parent, I made a decision to do this, whatever, you know, and then go on right. and explain. Yeah. So for, for the decision that I made, I apologize. For the decision that your children made, please address that to them. Right. Well, and and I can only imagine, because I don't know the the super particulars of it, but I can only imagine that whatever letter my parents had submitted to the local paper, it was had to be, yes, it had to have been. I mean, the whole point of this was... My parents aren't going down like this. Yes. I mean, the whole point of it was to, you know, was to admonish them in, in public. And, you know, all of a sudden every parent in town's like, well, holy shit, you know, Holy shit, Marla, we're not going to do that. Did you hear what the Wallaces did? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, and Marla and Dan's kid is is down by the river smoking a fatty. I mean, they, that's just what it is. I mean, so anyway, I mean, it was it was definitely a, it was a crazy situation because, you know, it was. It was really, it was one of those things, man, where for us growing up, it was like, you know, my parents, you know, I didn't, they didn't ever allow me to drink in the house, you know, typically just casually, whatever. Uh, And that, I think that when that whole thing happened, I was maybe a, a, a senior in high school, I think, when that whole thing happened. I was just about to graduate. But I mean... It was the typical thing. You know, my parents would go out of town for a weekend or something like their anniversary, and we'd all be like, <laughs> they're out of town. It's, what are we going to do? And it would be one of those things, man. We'd end up somehow getting Boone's Farm or something or like a bunch of oh, wine yeah. coolers. My buddy, his dad owned a convenience store. We'd be like, we're going to get Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Like, you know, hang out and freaking, like, we used to go up to uh, my my buddy Mike. His parents owned a house in this town that's probably about, 
I don't know, 40 minutes away from here. And it was right by a lake. And we used to go up there as a band all the time and we'd rehearse. It was a great house. I mean, there was nobody living there at the time. So we'd bring all of our equipment up there and we'd make a weekend out of it, man. It was awesome, especially in the summertime. Uh, they had like a small little boat and we would spend the weekend up there. We'd cook out. We'd go out on the lake, swimming, whatever. We'd have all of our equipment. We'd jam. And of course, you know, we'd bring like a bunch of wine coolers or something with us from the, the convenience store that his dad owned. And it was like, Whoa, we're going to party, man. We're going to have some Bartles and James. <laughs> oh my God. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, you wow. know, hey, man, it's the privilege of youth. It's so the it's, privilege of youth. So it's Thursday, and you know what that means. Indeed. What is the last thing that you watched on YouTube? So my wife and I were talking about this post that she had seen on Facebook about Adele. Okay. The singer Adele. And, and the settlement of her recent in the last couple of months divorce of, uh, with her and her husband. Right. Okay. And so I, of course I went to YouTube to see if there was a news report. Cause it was like an article and she has a net worth of $190 million. Holy mackerel. That is some cash. And the rumor, because it's kind of kept secret, but the, from from sources is that she owes her husband 140 million dollars. Okay. But think about that. She's worth 190 and she has to give him 140. Can you imagine? Oh my god. But and I can't cough it all up cuz it's tied up in securities. Yeah. Uh <laughs> German barabons. Right. <laughs> Those damn German Barabons. They keep coming into these conversations. How does that happen? How does this happen? German Barabons. Uh, what is a German Barabond? Do you even know? It's something in the 80s that they were storing in it's coffee. something in the 80s. <laughs> in the 80s, everyone they went out of German Barabons. <laughs> like, they, they went out of fashion after the crash of 89. Yeah. Once they once the, they split, uh, well, once they got back together, unified. But right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so, and I was like, okay, I have to see someone has, you know. But regardless, so I watched that was my last video because we were talking about it today. But um, the whole thing is this, you know, if I were Adele, I'm gonna say like the next album I write is gonna be all about the husband, and it's gonna be called the settlement. That's that's the name of the oh, album. Yeah. That's going to be like Alanis Morissette or something. Well, but but everybody just out of like I would buy you know that album for ten bucks just to, because I felt bad for her, you know like I don't know the ins and outs and whatever you know who's the victim or if there's any victim at all. But what I'm saying is is that if she comes up with an album called The Settlement, she she can make that money back real quick. Didn't dude she could she could take she could just rename all the albums she's already done and call them the settlement. <laughs> the settlement just collection. Rename, the settlement exactly the settlement collection and all the songs are nobody like you <laughs> like what it is like ridiculously sappy freaking oh my god she drives me crazy. Don't get me wrong. 
she's got an amazing voice, but I swear to God, every time I, every time I hear one of her songs, I'm like, isn't this like the last song? <laughs> like every song, I swear, I feel like I just want Adele to write a song. And apparently it sounds based on the story you're telling us all now. It's going to be a cold day in hell before I hear this. I'd love to hear a really upbeat tune from Adele. What's Something the, full of energy. The, the deep song. Uh, yeah. I think that's the most up to be. I don't know. That's, a, that's the most upbeat song she's ever done. I, I don't know. But anyway. So my final. My, my, my video. Step by step wiring harness install. For work? Yeah. And it, it's, it's interesting because I started watching this. And this guy is actually doing an installation, but it's for a car instead of a boat. <laughs> um, Someone wants a radio? But the concept is the same, and it's, it's actually really interesting. Um, just, in the, again, short of the long, when we're working at the boatyard, we, we install motors and all of the controls and everything that go with it the throttle and all of this stuff it's amazing where this technology has gone um you pull these older motors off that are maybe 10 years old if that and they have all of these literally mechanical controls when you push the throttle up or you pull the throttle back it's literally moving these cables back and forth on the side of the motor increasing the gas or whatever you understand um you pull all of that out now these new motors that these companies are making or that they've been making for like the past 10 years whatever they're you know how like you you know how how we've gotten to a point where you can't get under the hood of your car because you open it up and it's like a giant IBM supercomputer. Yeah. You know what I'm I'm saying? Yep. Dude, the boat is the same. These outboard motors are the same thing. It's like everything in it is a computer. It's not like these old, these old outboard motors that had these mechanical parts and everything. You like pull out all of these mechanical parts. And now what you're installing is what they call a harness which is essentially a multifunctional computer cable that runs all the way from the motor. And it runs typically, this is like where the dirty work comes in with the, the install is they have under the deck of the boat, there's usually this thing they call a tunnel. It's like a PVC pipe that goes under the, the deck and it comes out where the console is, where the, the helm and the throttle and everything is. But it's just like a big computer cable that you run through this tunnel and you hook all the gauges and all this stuff up and it operates via this, uh, it's, a, it's like a computer language that's been uh, identified and utilized by all of the maritime outboard motor companies. So whether you're using Mercury, Suzuki, Evinrude, whatever, it doesn't matter what company they're all using the same sort of computer language. And it's like a computer cable is taking all of this stuff, uh, data from the motor, and sending it to the gauges. And then 
the other way when you're steering or not necessarily the steering, but the, uh, the throttle and all this other stuff, it's, there's no mechanical anything. It's all just digital signal that's going from this cable to the motor. And now the motor is, is reacting in, in all these various ways. I mean, it's, it's crazy, dude. I had no idea before I started working over here and doing what I'm doing every day. I had no idea that, that, dealing in this industry that it was that high tech i mean you're thinking like oh gps okay yeah i get it you know you don't need you don't need a compass anymore you just have the satellite like i'm thinking that and then you get into like the real you get into the guts of these boats and how these things these you know systems operate now yeah and it's like uh dude that's a whole other freaking level man like these are computers that make this run. And these are not, and these are just, these are pleasure boats. I mean, it's an 18 foot, uh, 18 foot maritime skiff that is nothing crazy. I mean, it's a nice little boat, but I mean, it's not like a millionaire owns it or something. This is a boat that you or I would own. Well, but it's that, that kind of thing worries me though. Like the more technology we put into cars, then the more chance of like fi- like ultimate failure, like like I can't fix this. There's no way I'm going to fix this because well, and that's why these boats are in the shop. Yep, because I mean th- that's just how it is. That's how you know that's how it is with your car. That's if you're buying it, I mean, if you're, I mean, unless you're one of these dudes who's comfortable with getting under that hood, who's who's been trained somehow. I mean, I mean, I and don't that's, know. That's why you should get into the warranty business. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Just That's wh- funny that you just it's funny that you just sang that freaking Bruce Hornsby little illusion there. Mm-hmm. I actually heard that song the other day. I had not heard that song in a long, long time. He's from Hampton Roads. Is he really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Great songwriter, man. He had some really he had some really cool stuff for a while. And then later on he ended up torn with the dead. Did he? He yeah, did. he was on. He went out on tour with the Grateful Dead for a little while. Not, uh, not like on tour with them, but not playing. Because he's like from uh, Williamsburg. No, yeah, he was like going out and playing Grateful Dead shows with the Grateful Dead as their keyboardist. Or, yes. Wow. Pretty crazy. Factotum. Factotum. On that note. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Dude, it was a great show. Yeah, man. The and mighty the mighty 300? Yeah. I think we I think we we're did probably it right. a little bit over. Uh let's see. We are um at Hold on, wait. Here we go. Latest up to date. Latest up 305. Hey, there we go. All right. Here's here's not to, not to us, but to the folks out there that care enough and are interested enough to Go ahead and check it out, and we're super excited that you have. Um, that just gives us more opportunities for the text message of destiny. <laughs> That's right. Now we know who's listening. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> now we know who to hold accountable. Now we know. The beatings will continue until morale improves. My, uh, <laughs> my, my wife has a sweatshirt that has that on the back of it. It's awesome. My, my kids, that. my kids know that that phrase very well. 
<laughs> Dude, I told I told I I told this young kid that we work with at the at the at the shop the other day. I said, "Have you ever have you ever heard the phrase embrace the suck?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh." I said, "Dude, don't worry about changing things. Sometimes you just got to embrace the suck." He's like, "Yeah, but I mean, sometimes it just really sucks." I was like, "That's why they call it the suck." <laughs> Well, it, it, it's like you're given two choices in this life. You, you're going to be either really strong or really smart. You're, right. you're going to be really strong if you work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Hey, for everybody who's out there, once again, we really appreciate the support. Um, you know, checking everything out. Tell your family, tell your friends. And Monday, New Music Monday. So make sure you check it out. And uh, here's to uh, 300. Yeah, man. 38. Yeah. All right, later, bro. All right, my friend. Later. In line, marking time, waiting for the welfare done. Cause they can't buy a job. The man in the silk suit hurries by as he catches the poor old lady's eyes. Just for fun, he says, get a job. So that's just the way it is. Things will never change That's just the way it is